This week, we're doing something a bit different. We're going to be talking about Jordan Peterson's kind of rise to fame, I guess, kind of his story, um, and just kind of we did some research on on every step that he's taken kind of up until now where he's in the public eye. And I think it, it kind of is in line with the theme of the podcast, which is unrealized purpose and finding purpose. So yeah, Jordan Peterson was who we picked. And um, one of his quotes, I'll start off the podcast with this is he, he says that it's, it's more beneficial to have an aim than to not have any aim, even if that aim is wrong or you fail, it's better to fail than not to try at all. Um, I don't know, just reading that man, it was like, better to have an aim. It sounds more like, kind of like, not, not so much like, this is exactly where I want to be, but it's more like, this is the general direction I want to be in. Right? I don't know, what what's your mm-hmm. thought on that? It's not like... Oh. Yeah, well, what a great person to look at, Jordan Peterson. Um, uh, he seems like a guy that has it all together, like, but he'll tell you he doesn't. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so like it's beneficial to have an aim than to not have any aim, um, even if the aim is wrong or you fail. Because um, if you, you're guaranteed if you don't aim to fail. So, I mean, that's, that's the simplicity of it. Um, but like, you know, when I was, when I was younger, there wasn't like anybody that aimed me into a particular direction and maybe there shouldn't have been, you know, maybe, maybe we have to decide, you know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do this because this is what I'm passionate about right now. Um, maybe you're, you know, a young video gamer and you're like, you know, I want to try to be the best video gamer. So I'm going to aim my passion this way and say, well, that doesn't quite work out. Okay. Well, maybe let's go this way and maybe construction will work out for me. So you aim yourself that way and you're like, yeah, this is a bit rough and I don't like this, you know? So you just kind of just keep aiming and maybe missing here and there until you kind of find your, uh, your spot in life and what makes you happy and what, you know, um, what fulfills, uh, your, your desires. Um, and so that's, that's one thing. Um, and in case anybody's like, you know, kind of thinking like, um, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't not do something because it's not your aim. Um, for instance, you know, like taking a job at McDonald's or something like that, you know, that gets you to the location where you want to be. Um, you know, nobody wants to work at McDonald's for the rest of their life, or at least I've never heard anybody tell me like, yeah, I want to work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. No, it's like that gets you. So you shouldn't be afraid of doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do to get to where we want to be. So, yeah. The McDonald's thing, man, it's like one, you'll probably learn what, I mean, you learn different skills. I mean, yeah. the, the way you learned them may not be the best. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, if you're like a cashier, you know, you're taking orders, you have to learn how to deal with people, upset people, you know, and that translate and translates further into life, you know, um, <laughs> just thinking about like my aim, dude, I started doing, I was in landscaping, mowing, <laughs> Keeping, like that's where I started 
Every and Kansas boy is. <laughs> every, yeah, for real, man. Dude, oh, and yeah. my goal, I'm not like an outside person. Like, I like being outside, but if it's to work, it's like, uh, not so much. And I was like, all right, my aim is to get get off of this this whole landscaping train, you know, work from home. So I started aiming in the direction of e-commerce and that didn't work out so well. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll learn more about marketing. Maybe that's why. So I learned marketing, then I learned social media and then I grew on social media. And then I built an agency helping people grow on social media. And then I got a job like what, uh, freaking salary job doing social media and and now i do both so like i don't know what the next aim is going to be but working on that and it's just kind of funny how that journey is where it's like the aim i didn't start out being like all right i'm going to be an amazing social media growth guy <laughs> it just like slowly worked its way there i think um yeah, so, like it might still it might still change. Like in five, ten years, you might just be like, Okay, I'm gonna go this route now, you know. Um that's what's that's what's awesome about it. But because that's I kind of started I started out the same way, landscaping. I wanted to make money and I wanted to be able to buy things I wanted. And so um my parents didn't have any money and they weren't gonna buy me the things that I wanted. So they said, you know, you're uh the the quote they use is like if you want allowance you have to go work for your allowance. <laughs> so it's basically like get a job. This is a nice way of saying get a job. So I had to say, saved up my money, bought a lawnmower, started mowing lawns, made money, bought more lawnmowers, bought a weed eater, started buying stuff, um, eventually up to a truck and, you know, and things changed. Now I work at a, I work a regular seven to four at a, uh, at a, uh, hazardous waste facility. It's not my, it's not my dream job. Um, I'm not going to be there forever, but I'm there right now and it takes care of me. So, um, you know, that's not my end goal. Um, but you know, it's, it's the process of getting to where, um, I want to be. And so, um, and I don't mind it. It's not, it's not bad work. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like it's exhausting or, or anything of that sort. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting and fun. Um, you know, you get to learn new things, but yeah, I mean, just, you, you have to have an aim though, some type of aim. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And, and jobs like, and jobs that you'll see this where I guess gurus or whatever will recommend that you get a job that gives you free time essentially so if, if you can get a job that you can sit there and actually study and learn other skills like while you're working or while you're taking care of things you know that's that's awesome like for me like i started doing uh i'd be installing sprinkler systems man and i was uh freaking listening to audiobooks i, I listened to this one book one million followers by brendan king like five times literally memorize the book almost like like i listened to it so much like <laughs> and then i i took those principles and then i turned it turned around and literally did everything in the book and grew a ten thousand follower instagram page in in a week like it's the coolest not 
Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's the coolest thing to be able to learn while you're working and use that as a stepping stone for your next thing. So, um, another one of his quotes is we got two more is the purpose of life. As far as I can tell is to find a mode of being that's so meaningful that the fact that life is suffering is no longer relevant. Um, first thoughts on that. To find a mode of being that's so meaningful that the fact that life is suffering is no longer relevant. I think this kind of speaks to, you know, and I've, I had this moment where I was going through life and I was just like, man, life sucks. This is terrible. Why would anybody want to live, you know, and deal with all this crap? And then not only that, you have a bunch of adults that have lived longer than you telling you, you know, oh, wait, it gets worse. <laughs> you know, like literally growing up, like I had adults being like, oh, you have, you don't even know the half of it. And it's like, it's true. I didn't know a lot of it. Um, you know, still learning some of it even today. Um, but you know, you can go through life complaining about all the suffering and there's no doubt suffering in life. Um, or you can go through life having a purpose, which is what he's getting at here. Um, and because that purpose is so far above you and greater than you that the suffering isn't, it's irrelevant. And so because you know what you're doing matters and it's important. Um, I think, I think that's kind of where, where that quote leads me to. Yeah. I like, I like the way you said, the way you put that, because that if, if, if your life, like, like I could definitely catch myself thinking this way, or at least I, I used to where if it's all about me, you know, and things aren't going so great, what's the point? You know, like, wh why, why get up early to do this if it's yeah. all about me? But it, when, when you take on a bit of responsibility, like, and, and focus on things outside of you to, to make things a little bit better for someone else, maybe even dang, it changes the whole, changes the whole dynamic. Um, it, it, the way you worded that, dude. Really, really good. <laughs> yes. That, well, one of the ways he says here is he also words it interestingly in his quote. He says a mode of being um, that's so meaningful. Um, you know, like every everybody has their own religion or what they think is their own God. And actually, I think Jordan Peterson talked about this a little bit um, of what kind of guides them and leads them. And so when he says, I think when he's saying right here to find a mode of being that's so meaningful is, you know, find something that you believe it means purpose, you know, and really that's the mental, that's the mental way you have to go about it. Um, you know, if there is, um, which I, I believe that there is, but if there is an actual, you know, a completely structural truth that this is purpose and this is not purpose. If we just have those two things and there's no in between ground, you either have purpose or you don't have purpose. 
if you go through life believing that you don't have purpose, yeah, your life is going to suck really bad. So you have to somehow in your mind figure out what is, or, or at least lie to yourself <laughs> and tell you that you have purpose because of the life of life is really going to be suffering and suck. And so when he says, find a mode of being, he says, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of us at times, we're going to do things that we're saying, this is my purpose. This is great. This is wonderful. And then we're going to figure out, or we're going to have that aha moment where we go, oh, everything that I did was completely useless or, well, not completely useless, but not as useful as I thought it might be. Um, so I think, I think that's important to remember too, um, is we, you have to mentally, um, uh, accept that there, there is a purpose. You have a purpose. Um, even though you might not know exactly what that is yet. Right. And, and you can write your own purpose too, almost, or it's like, like, I, I think there's a few people like Andrew Tate, you know, and I hate referencing him to a degree sometimes, but like, <laughs> he's like, one of the things he said was like, you, you inherent as a man, you're inherently unvaluable. Like you have to create your own, like you build yourself to do, to do whatever that you'd like to do. So I don't know. It's, it's almost freeing to be like, okay, well I get to do this now. This is what I'd like to try to accomplish. I'm going to go build myself up, you know, anyway, I don't want to go down a deep, deep rabbit hole of like <laughs> male and female roles and all that stuff. But like, anyway, it's, 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 a, it's definitely freeing to realize that like, you do have control over where you go in life. Oh yeah, for certain. And the purposes that you set before you will create the character will create, will depend on whether you create a valuable character or an unvaluable character. So you'll need to pick purposes that, you know, are valuable. So this next one here, purpose in life basically comes down to finding those couple of things that are greater than yourself and greater than everyone around you. <laughs> Something to sit with, you know, <laughs> that's a <laughs> good statement. Like, the, <laughs> the, like it, the, the, the same, like there's the, there's the commonality between those three lines there it's like it's greater than yourself like that's the biggest thing to pull from it it's like it's not about you you know mm -hmm. or anybody else explain that <laughs> what well, he says let's have this conversation man all right finding those couple of things that are greater than yourself and greater than everyone around you. So f first of all, you have those couple things. Okay. And I, I mentioned my couple things in a podcast earlier. It's like, there's a few things that are greater than me and everyone around me, God, my country and my family. 
it's like those three things are very important and it's not just it's they're they're a lot bigger than i think people realize it's like well when you look at your family isn't that kind of about you and just your family it's like no it's not it's about many people around me too because you set an example when you lead your family um everybody sees you um and so it's it's much bigger than that um so finding those couple of things that are greater than yourself a purpose that is that is that is higher that you even need help with that you're gonna have to work with other people for um and greater than everyone around you and i i don't you know i'm i'm pretty sure that jordan peterson is a i don't know if he's come out and said he's a christian or he's um or if he's if he's necessarily religious i'm sure he's religious to some degree um but this quote is i mean it, it kind of points straight to that is that there is a god there's a greater purpose for your life and you kind of need to acknowledge that because um, I mean that's that's what life is I mean if if nothing else like I like I said earlier it's like if there's purpose if you agree on the premise that there's purpose and then there's everything else that's not purposeful you know you have to understand what gives purpose who gives purpose um, and I know the definition in the in the dictionary is you know we can give ourselves purposes, yes, but I'm not talking about just regular purposes, you know, well, I, I've made it a purpose to, you know, make my coffee this morning, you know, or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm talking about life's purpose at the end, what matters. Um, and so it's finding those couple of things that are greater than yourself and greater than everyone around you. Um, so a great purpose, a, something you spend your whole life doing um no matter where you're at so if that kind of unpacks it yeah i don't know have you ever heard of one of his speeches he had talked about like we're all indirectly connected to like a million people like we're all like um much like a million lives that sort of thing because like if you know five people and you influence their lives in any way they know five people they know five people like it's such a ripple effect that like it's almost real whenever you talk about you know if you had just mentioned god and country and, and family you know like even if you only had the relationship with your family mm -hmm. you indirectly affect a lot more than just your family so if you show up every day as a better trying to be a better version of yourself not even for yourself it actually affects a lot more than you think. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. You affect a lot of people. Um, there was, uh, there's so many illustrations I could use. Somebody just came to mind, a guy that used to come to our church and, nobody would have looked at him as a influential character or anything. He had like been drunk for the majority of his life. Um, but in the last like 10 years of his life that he had, he flipped it all around and he started doing some great things. Um, and you know, we had like, uh, we'd have like our, our, our youth and our kids activities and this dude i don't know how he pulled it off because he was a scary looking dude 
like but when we pulled up to pick him up he'd have like 30 kids ready to go like he'd fill a bus like he's like here's the kids in the neighborhood i rounded them up we're going we're going to go in <laughs> and they'd all hop on the bus and they would go and he just you know he had he had a huge effect on on my life uh just in one statement that he said um he you know he just he i think he was sitting outside the church one day and he was like and he would tell this to every kid who told him to everybody he was like dude just trust me it's like it's not worth it just don't ever touch alcohol miss out on it <laughs> it was like that's coming from a guy that spent 30 years of his life completely wasted just because of alcohol and so but you know it's like the effect that he had on a ton of ton of different people you know in the last 10 years of his life just in one simple statement um i don't really remember any other statements that he had um but you know what an effect um to stop hopefully to help other people listen and say hey just don't don't ever do that it's you don't have to so but anyways that illustration after illustration on that one yeah definitely going to go a lot of different ways with that yeah you want to hop into his story i guess kind of just how where he started and kind of where where is that now i guess yeah sure i'll i'll, I'll hop, hop into part of it um uh jordan was uh peterson he was born in edmonton alberta 1962 uh grew up with an interest in politics literature philosophy uh, he pursued his education at the university of alberta uh, where he earned a bachelor's degree in political science and psychology um, which if you asked me today if i ever had an interest in going to college to either of those things i'd be like absolutely not um <laughs> seems like today like for who jordan peterson he's like a far he's very very conservative and he he's far out there to to a to a, a lot of people um if if he were to go back to school today into any political science classroom or psychology classroom i think immediately there would be a lot of butting of heads um just because of how crazy um you know college classes have gotten on that and how liberal they've gotten um of just you know you have to use all the proper terminology and everything um but anyways he went on to study psychology at mcgill university completing his phd in 1991 he embarked on an academic career and eventually became a professor of psychology at the university of toronto um, throughout his career he's focused on exploring the fields of personality social psychology and the intersection of these subjects with politics and ideology uh and ideology um i think doesn't he have a personality test i think he has a yeah yeah he's got a lot of a lot of really good resources um make him a ton of money but <laughs> definitely helpful helpful stuff um man I, I wish i could i wish i could uh think of the name of one of them i'm gonna do one of them for sure the one he may he recommends so if you listen to any of Jordan Peterson's speeches, he'll he'll recommend his uh his course. 
because the IKE recommends it to university students. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the one main one that he always recommends. So yeah, I'm definitely going to take it. Have you taken any of this? I haven't. I wanted to. I did take a IQ test once. I think it was the BMI IQ test. Um, but I, I want to take his because I think he has an IQ test, um, which IQ is always hard to, you know, uh, test. Um, it's it's a bit difficult to, to test that on somebody um, and get an accurate reading. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, that's the test I, want, I, I would want to take, I think, of his. This is IQ test. Yeah, I'll have to look into that, man. I I didn't know he actually had an IQ test. I was thinking more like a discovery, discovering yourself, asking deeper questions sort of test, which I, man, I looked it up and I, I forgot the name of it. But um, Yeah, I thought he, I was yeah. pretty sure he came out with, I could be wrong. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just imagining this. I thought he had an IQ test and then a personality test. And I would like to take his personality test. That would be cool. Um, I mean, I've, I've taken a couple of those. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, um, obviously throughout his career, he's focused on, you know, exploring the fields of personality. He has a personality test, um, social psychology, and the intersection of these subjects with politics and ideology. And definitely in the last few years, we've seen a lot in the news. Um, in 2016, age 54, Peterson gained significant attention after publicly opposing Bill C-16 uh, that required the use of gender-neutral pronouns. And Peterson argued that the bill infringed upon free speech rights by compelling individuals to use specific pronouns. Um, you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, we talked about this before the before we started recording, but like, I think it's really unique that it's age 54. Like, like he's been building up, like he's been preparing almost, you know, like, I think, I mean, it's so interesting to see the ages of all these like really influential people. Like, like the first person that comes to mind, man, like the founder of KFC, like, wasn't he like 60 something years old or he was really old when he built this like really big franchise. And like, I just think it's really significant that like, you don't if 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 you feel like it's too late at 24 uh, there's like man i i think gary v preaches on this a lot too where it's like you're it's never too late that sort of thing definitely gives a lot of hope because man i'm i'm i'll be 23 next month mm -hmm. dude i feel like my life's almost over but in reality <laughs> it's it's just beginning you know uh so and anyways, moving on to the why he became, you know, more well known. I think that's interesting. Um, without getting into all the you know gender, gender stuff, because I'm I'm still studying that and trying to, and maybe maybe that's why I like the our podcast a lot is because I just feel like. People without purpose get lost in these gender, gender defining things. Like it, it gives them a box of purpose by identifying with something that gives them value. You know, they feel gives them value. 
makes them a part of a an attacked or a minority group. I'm still I'm still working that through my head and just trying to learn as much as I can about this, but it, it does bother me. I definitely would say that. Oh yeah, for certain. There's a list of reasons. Um, people go down that route um, thinking they're a man or thinking that they're a woman. Um, and they get to the complete point where they're in complete denial about it, which is really sad because seems seems to me after somebody goes into like a deep denial, there is no pulling them back out or it's very difficult to pull them back out um, of of what they decide they're going to believe in regardless, you know, even if it's been proven wrong. Um, but yeah, and I love your, I love the idea um, to not get too sidetracked on that, but um, you know, yeah, there's never an age that's too old. I think the KFC guy, I looked it up while you were talking. Um, he was like 35 or something, I think, but it probably didn't take off. Seriously? Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, when he started KFC, it probably didn't take off until another 10 years. I would imagine, or 15 years, you know, to build a, a franchise. So he's probably 50 years old by the time he sees, you know, a hundred stores or 50 stores. And then it's right. worldwide. Maybe that's what I had read. And so maybe that's what I'd read. Yeah. I mean, everything takes time and it's not going to be, it's not going to be tomorrow. I mean, maybe for some people it will be, but everybody can't be that way. So yeah, I mean, it, it, Jordan Pearson here, perfect example. He's 54, decides to say something on television and it goes, you know, crazy. And I think one of the reasons we see things like this go crazy is because it wouldn't have gone crazy if there wasn't a large amount of people that agreed with him. If there weren't a large amount of people that agreed with him, they would have shoved him off to the side and he would have never, you know, he would have never been anything after that. So you, you have to have a large amount of people that, that agree with you. And so I think, you know, when you, when you, when you hop onto subjects like this, um, it's, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that agree with them. So I'd be careful before you just jump to one conclusion and go, yeah, it's, he's crazy. He's nuts. You know, he shouldn't have opposed this at all. This is completely normal. It's like, well, there's a lot of men that disagree with it and a lot of women that disagree with it. And so, cause otherwise it wouldn't be, you know, uh, uh, massively argumentative. So, but. Right. Yeah, it's weird that common sense is a far right trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. It really is. Um, but and and not only that, it's like it's such a bill that's so. It's you're gonna you're gonna demand someone call you certain names. It'd be like me. I mean, it, it is like me demanding that people call me. You know that they don't call me any bad names. It's like, you can't demand that of people. It's like, and if you do, good luck. Like we, th they've tried that in other areas. It doesn't work. 
<laughs> Normally it ends in war and bloodshed if you try to shut somebody up. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> be very careful of what you try, what you ask for. But, you know, anyways, so all right, moving on from that, unless you had anything else you wanted to say on that. No. Not at this moment. <laughs> Not at this moment. <laughs> All right. So, as he, in a series of YouTube lectures and interviews that uh, Peterson articulated his concerns about compelled speech and political correctness, what he saw is the erosion of free expression um, on university campuses. And if you, if you don't agree with that, you can very easily go and look at, um, I think they call her the gun girl. I think that's her name. Have you ever heard of the gun girl? Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure you can YouTube her. I'm pretty sure she's still called the gun girl, but there's several people that try to go on campuses and have conversations that end up getting kicked off or mobs end up trying to push them out. Um, and not to be hurtful to any institution or anything, but it seems like um, a lot of these campus universities kind of give in to the mob and uh, they they just, you know, let them decide what they want on their campus. And so um, we ought to be careful of that type of attitude because that attitude is going to carry out into the real world, um, which is not good to silence somebody that you disagree with. That's never a good idea. Um, but they, the videos that he posted, they gained millions of views and propelled him to, uh, you know, everybody knows about him now. Everybody knows who, who Jordan Peterson is. Um, and I think... I think a lot of people, you know, they'll recognize you and they'll recognize other people. They'll propel us to being more known in our community um, if if we, you know, are bold enough to speak the truth, um, to speak out what we believe. It doesn't necessarily even have to be the truth, but, you know, speak out what you believe and then, you know, you'll find out whether it's the truth or not, you know, um, so. But anyways, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, obviously, just thinking about the, the belief sort of sort of thing that you know, I definitely would, especially in in my experience, it's better to know what you're talking about. You say things, and maybe that's why I'm so quiet because hmm. it's like I don't know things. I don't want to speak out on something that I'm just not 100% sure of. But man, like the fact that he's actually done all the research, he's done all the work up until what, 54, which is when he became popular. It was like he had done the work, he had seen mm. the lows and, and the highs. You know, like the, like one of the examples is like looking at the dragon, facing, seeing the dark. So I think it's def he's definitely credible enough. Like I, I definitely couldn't speak on any of the stuff, like a lot of what he's what he talks about, just because I don't have the, the knowledge. But yeah, that that's my take on it. Um, like definitely do your research before speaking out on on certain things for sure. Um, 
because like a lot of these things you'll see on on Instagram and TikTok, like you've seen these reels where just some random guy walks up to these group of people and is like, "Hey, what do you what what do you think on this?" And they're like, "Well, da 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 da." They spout off like a <laughs> one two sentences that every single other person is going to spout off, and then you ask them why, and they're like, "Well, I don't know," you know. It's because they don't actually know. They're just, they hear something and they're like, yep, that's, I'm going to identify with that and move on. So anyways. Yeah. I, I know where you're getting at because you don't, you don't want to immediately start talking about something that you have very little to no information on. That is absolutely true. Um, you know, uh, there's a, a guy on YouTube, Steven Crowder. He's, he's pretty big. Um, he does, he does this bit. Um, I forget what the bit's called. Shoot. Um, he asks a question and then at the, after the question, it says, change my mind. It's called the change my mind bit. Um, and obviously he's prepared, you know, he has information and you go into it, you walk into it that way. And I think it's, I think it's good to, you know, if you have done a little bit of research in it, it's, it's good to go check it out with somebody. That's how we sharpen each other is, is we, we talk about something that maybe we're not a hundred percent sure on. Um, and we get to the bottom of it. I think what we see most people doing today is, is we did research on it and we think we know it all and somebody proves us wrong or puts us in a tight spot. And so people end up getting angry and walk away rather than, no, nah, man, you were wrong. You weren't ready for that argument. Go back home, put that argument down, figure out if there was a flaw in the argument. If there wasn't, maybe you're wrong, you know? get some, get some more info on it. You know, you just learned that you're not as, as wise as you can be. And so I think, I think that's definitely one thing that we have to do, um, is we have to be willing to ask questions. We have to be willing to be wrong. Um, you know, because it's like people like Jordan Peterson, you know, he was until he was 54, you know, then he finally started talking about things that, you know, that were affirming to others, you know, it affirmed others. Um, and so, um, if we, if we don't talk out or if we don't have conversations, um, you know, we'll never really get to that point where, um, where we finally figure out the truth or work out the truth. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, one thing that I was thinking about also is like, Normalize not having an opinion on everything. Something that I do over about where mm. it seems like everyone has an opinion on everything <laughs> rather than like trying to learn. So it's more like you know, just talking about Stephen I'm curious to know like how many people walked up to him and were like, Why? Rather than I'm gonna try to shove my opinion down your throat now and try to prove you wrong. <laughs> you know? Mm hmm like like everyone they have their opinion 
and it's not a very deep opinion of obviously because right. they just get you know blown away by his actual research so yeah i definitely don't have an opinion on everything like and i'm working on trying to if i don't if i don't know i'm just not curious to learn you know so yeah i mean there's a lot of things that you shouldn't have an opinion on um if you don't know anything about it yeah you shouldn't have an opinion on it i'm not about to show up to nasa and tell them my opinion on rockets like <laughs> you know when you say it that way it sounds really stupid and and silly like well of course you're not you're not a rocket scientist you know you're not a scientist at all but then like people hop out and they're like well i want to take my you know one year of high school or two years of you know um knowledge on you know whether you know bill c16 is right or not and i want to tell you that i have two years of experience that proves you wrong um and you have some other people that have you know many more years and they're telling you no you're not you're not right it's like you know you can't you can't expect to know it all in a couple of years so uh, you know it's it, it's kind of it's, it's just a common sense i think it goes back to common sense you know don't talk about things that you don't know about or that you know very little about better off ask questions like you said um ask the question why and and you'll get a lot more answers and and you'll grow on that, I think. Yeah, ask why, do your own research, especially since like everything, the, the more I go down the rabbit hole of, of research and just listening and paying attention to things, like the whole COVID thing, you know. <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's old, you know, so like it maybe it's easier to follow along with like oh man he must know a lot you know because he's old mm -hmm. well the guy's also making millions of dollars on the back end promoting products and, and stuff so like, like can't take everything at face value definitely do your own research oh yeah um so yeah completely we can move on but <laughs> Ask why do your own research, you know, that's, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Ask why do your own research. Yep. That is a good, yep. Um, so Jordan Peterson has a, a book maps of meaning, uh, the architecture of belief that he published in 1999. It delves into the psychological significance of myths and narratives across different cultures. However, it was his second book, which I've heard of this one. I have not read it, um, but I hear it's really good. Um, is 12 Rules of Life, um, an antidote to chaos released in 2018 um, that brought him widespread, uh, widespread recognition um, and, you know, international uh, uh, recognition acclaim. Um, but his, his popularity now has led to him uh invitations for public speaking engagements which have been great um talks at universities um conferences media interviews um uh his definitely his rise to fame was not without controversy um critics accused him of promoting far-right ideologies or engaging in dog whistling 
um, which he denied. Um, but he clarified that his intentions were to foster open dialogue, challenge ideological conformity and encourage critical thinking. And, you know, I think like when, when you read through that and people always want to slap a sticker on somebody and think that they're up to no good. Um, some people are just that way. Um, you know, it's important to know, like normally with your conservative right-leaning people, they all disagree with each other, like, but they agree to disagree and they move on. And so it's like, I, I love Jordan Peterson. I think he's a great guy. There's a couple things I think I've heard of him. Can't remember what they are, but there were a couple things that I heard him say one time. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, you know, but other than that, it's like a lot of the other things that he says, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. And just like you said, you know, ask why do your own research. You know, there's been things I've come across of his that I was like, Hmm, I don't know about that. And, you know, and I go research and it's like, Oh yeah, it looks like he's right. Um, on that or go do my research. And like, mm, I don't know if he's right on that. Um, you know, there's, there's always going to become, um, people that say, Oh, you're, you're doing this for evil, evil bit. And it's, it, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know where to go from there. Um, you have any thoughts on that? I'm a hundred percent behind the fact that he definitely wants to encourage like open dialogue and just having conversations because, because the fact that he'll go on interviews and he'll sit with people and he'll actually question them, bring up ideas, bring up recommendations or, or experiences, bring up references, and then surely have a, a debate. Like the, the fact that he doesn't, like, if they say something, he doesn't, like, sit there clam up and be like you're wrong and start screaming which every single blue-haired millennial out there <laughs> most likely does <laughs> but um like he definitely is open to conversation and i think that's that's a huge takeaway for people and and even like what we're doing here we're just having conversations like you know um, i do agree with everything you say but you know, maybe you are so. It's I agree one hundred percent with you on the fact that like we definitely need to be okay as people with being wrong, but then also finding out why you may be wrong or why they may be right, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think I think those people that uh, I think the crowd is growing of the people that immediately just want to like slap on a sticker, like you're far right. You're, um, you're a conspiracy theorist. I think there's actually a lot less people like that than we really think. I think like it's just blown out of proportion because those are the type of people that want to blow it out of proportion. So, you know, if That's you're true. screaming in the room, yeah, everybody's going to be looking at you, not necessarily looking at you like you deserve to be heard, but more like looking at you, you need to shut up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> grab a hold of reality. Um, like that's not how you have a productive conversation. And so, 
you know, it's, I've, I've had people like that come across me. It's like, they'll immediately label me. It's like, as soon as I come up with an idea or say, well, it could be this. It's like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, no, it's a possibility. <laughs> it's like, you got to stop looking at the world. Well, clearly you don't look at the world as, as everybody's just jolly good and everybody's out there to do good. It's like the majority of people aren't out there to do good. The majority of people are not good. Um, so it's like, you know, for you, for someone to sit there and, and peg you far right and to peg you a conspiracy theorist that they're really agreeing with you. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of funny to look at it that way, but they really are agreeing with you because you're saying something that they don't like about somebody that, that, that they do like, um, or you're saying something positive about somebody that they don't like. And so they're saying, well, you're just locked in a closet and you don't know anything. Well, it's like, well, you just called me a conspiracy theorist. So you acknowledge that there's bad people in the world. Um, but you won't acknowledge that some of those people that you like might be those bad people. <laughs> and so it's kind of, it's, I don't know. I, I just toss those aside and continue with the open dialogue, um, and challenge, uh, ideological conformity, um, and encourage critical thinking. Um, but anyways, the feedback. Oh yeah. Hold on, hold on. What's up? Hold on. Just one second. You said something where you're like, and the majority of people aren't good. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I would argue that the majority of people are good. The, the small percentage or the, the percentage of people that are bad cause more harm and it's more noticeable, mm. you know, because there's a lot of good people that are quiet that sit in the back and let obviously let things happen, unfortunately, but then there are the bad people that when they do do bad, they make a bigger ripple or a bigger noticeable dent than the good that the good people are doing, you know, because like, say if a bad person were to shoot someone that affects a way more people than you donating to the Salvation Army, you know, like you you're given five bucks or something like that, you know, like, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say, man, is like, I feel like the majority of people are good, but they're definitely are good at, at heart almost, or have good potential to be good. But then there are definitely a smaller percentage of people that are just gen genuinely evil and genuinely bad people. That's I gotcha. So with this long... Oh no, that's throw that in there. dang it. Maybe we should have tossed that in at the beginning of the video. Um, yeah, I think we disagree on that. I think we just found something we disagree on. Um, there we go. Now we're going to talk about that for hours. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of topic on that. Are the majority of people good or are the majority of people bad? Um, I think, a majority of people are in, are inclined to do bad um, more than they are inclined to do good. But we're human, yeah, we're human, right? Everyone does, bad. right? Yeah. That is, yeah. I mean, 
he's inclined to do the evil thing in shit. I feel like the amount of genuinely good people out there is very low, you know, maybe. Mm. Came up with a new term here. Got to research. Mm. <laughs> first, it was Labels. first it was good, Isaac. Now it's genuinely good. <laughs> I see your change in your argument. No, I'm just messing. I see. I see like a scale. You know, like you've got the you've got genuinely good people, then you've yeah. got just good at heart trying to to live their life. And sure, they may be selfish because everyone is. That's uh, you're human. And then there's the bad that was just raised on, you know, in a bad influence or bad circumstances, whatever. They probably have potential to be good as well. You know, everyone has that they can change. And then there's just the evil and, and bad, like dark. But, you know, I want to research that more. So I'm going <laughs> to add my disclaimer. What was that you were saying earlier that you'd rather ask why and <laughs> I'm just teasing you. No, um, no, it's something that I've been thinking yeah. about and just paying attention. Cause I like to, I like to watch people, yeah. you know, like I like to understand people. I mean, I freaking, I bought books about it, you know, and a lot of it is just honestly common sense, but yeah. like, you know, um, well, that used to be, that used to be my opinion was the majority of people are good. Um, that used to be my opinion. And now I think after doing, and I haven't done a lot, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, at a point where, you know, you could say you could, you could probably convince me otherwise. Um, but I'm at a point right now where I think, yeah, I think a majority of people aren't good. Um, I know that comes across as a very crazy statement. Good. That's a good idea. We should maybe define good and bad. Yep. And then evil and genuinely good. How about that? Well, you could, to define good and bad, if you were to go based off those definitions, you would win the argument. Absolutely. Um, if you defined good and bad. If you've defined righteous and evil, I believe that I would win that argument. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it all depends on your definition. Then we'd have to define, we'd have to define righteousness. Though. Yeah. Because um, what, who are we comparing that to? Right. Who's the standard of righteousness almost? Mm -hmm. Well, you know who my standard is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but there are other religions that are very similar to, you know. Anyways, let's move let's on. Move on. The episode and come back to this in, in 10 years, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> It'd be good to have Maybe that's a, a good thing for another podcast. Uh, is uh, are people good and are people bad? Yep. Which one is is uh, less extinct? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that wraps it up, man. Um, but uh, yeah, the the last part like I guess how Jordan Peterson crafted or how he's crafting his his role and, and his speaking and his books and it seems like and 
it seems like that a lot of what he has to say is just from his experience with connecting with people. Like when one of his speeches, he even said this where he, where he was bringing up the role of responsibility and he could see the lights turning on for people. Like they, they understood and they're like, oh, responsibility isn't actually a bad thing. It's, it's good. It gives life purpose, gives life meaning a little bit. And then he started to speak more on that because he could he could see that the audience can really connect with it and then feedback. So, I mean, obviously his 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 life isn't over, and hopefully we we'll get to see a lot more good from him. So, I enjoyed this episode, as did I. Yeah, man. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us this weekend. Uh, you can find our video on just about all the platforms, a lot of them, Spotify, uh, probably Instagram. You can find our link. Uh, make sure and follow our page, Unrealized Purpose Podcast. And uh, did I miss anything? No. So you just look at it. Yeah, just look it up. <laughs> it was good talking with you um well we got got a new uh matt matt main on the podcast next week was supposed to be on this week but it'll be on next week talking about um enjoying the journey of life so that'll be an interesting one i always had good conversations with him